Welcome back to a special episode of Mary Read Scripture. Today I will be wrapping up our discussion of Romans chapter 1. As I have been demonstrating in this podcast and on my blog, Scripture must be read and heard in context. We must consider the authors and how they use their language to communicate to their audience. We must consider their audience and the time and place they are writing in. Forcing the biblical text to conform to our personal lenses, desires for comfort, perspectives, need for control, and theologies does not allow Scripture to teach us its wisdom. If we claim Scripture as the center of our faith, then this is especially condemning, because using the words of the scriptural God for our human agendas is to turn those words into an idol made in the likeness of an image of ourselves. Simply put, we use the scriptural text to worship our decaying constructions, and we strengthen ourselves with delusions of the idea of our own immortal justice and righteousness. The arc of the moral universe isn't in scripture. The only bending found in scripture is to do, P.A.O., the will and commandments of God, Scripture is a story meant to teach its hearers, and at the heart of that story, there is only one main character. That character is God. There are no human heroes in Scripture, only those sub-characters God makes an example of. All we have to do is look to the example of Jesus to know we only ever sometimes follow him to the foot of the cross. We stare up at his broken and canceled figure and go on our way. You and I are not crucified with him. If we aren't interested in what his God has to say, then we must roll up the scroll and walk away. Anything less is self-petting with the words of his father. Paul was a slave for Jesus Christ. You and I are not. We live in a free world where we get to choose our enslavement. No matter how one tries to soften this word slave in translation, We can't change who Paul was in the Greek. We can only temporarily let ourselves off the hook with more comforting words. Paul was a messenger for the gospel of God. You and I are not. We can't even read, speak, or understand the language of the scriptural God. It would take us a lifetime of study in his language to be able to faithfully deliver his message. We are not apostoli. And we do not act as though we are Adelphi. Our abstract spiritual identities are nowhere to be found in the text. Christ performs a familiar function as the Son of God only because he was declared so by the Pnevma Hagiosinis, the spirit of holiness in the text. We will not find food for our Platonic souls in the text because Plato is not the scriptural God. And unless we learn biblical Hebrew, We will never understand this. There is, however, a functional instruction in the text. Paul is, first of all, thankful to his God. Are we? He's thankful that the faith of those he's writing to is proclaimed in holotokosmo, all the world, is ours. Then we are not in the text. God is Paul's witness. Is he ours? We should be very careful how we answer this because the evidence a witness gives can be just as damaging as the verdict of the judge. If the thought of having God as our witness is uncomfortable, let me remind us that the self is a non-functional alibi. Have we looked at the evidence that the scriptural God has provided? 
If not, then our faith is not spoken of in the text. As Paul writes here, he's speaking of a mutual faith between him and those he's writing to. This faith is not something we can relate to or see ourselves in unless we've looked at the evidence. In Scripture, faith is God's divine act of persuasion. The faithful are the ones who have been persuaded, who have looked at the evidence and been convinced. Paul isn't speaking of the blind faith we lug around like a visible badge of honor outside of the text. Are we shocked that the scriptural God is wrathful, angry, passionate, punishing, and vengeful? If so, we are opting to ignore him in the text and instead turn to an abstract God outside of the text whose slow anger is manipulated into tolerance. We make the mistake of thinking that God's slow, controlled, fixed anger is something other than the settled indignation against the sin of those in the text. Paul speaks of those who make, construct, do, or act in such a way that the very thought of it is denied by the scriptural God. The actions of the people in the text have a forward momentum, a path through the center of things, across to the other side, where they are no longer in proximity to God, but to something else. No longer near God, having been given up by Him, the actions of the people in the text do not equal life, but death. The scale is weighed down on the side of death. Paul is so thorough that none can escape this weight. We aren't allowed to see ourselves as slaves, as apostles like Paul of Jesus Christ, because we simply are not. However, we are allowed to see ourselves in the unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, whispering, backbiting, hating of God, violent, proud, boasting, inventing of evil things, disobedience to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful behaviors he speaks of. We are allowed to find ourselves on the far side of where God is, where the axis bends towards destruction, corruption, spoil, and towards that which wastes away and deteriorates. This is how scripture functions to teach us its wisdom. May God have mercy on us. Mary Read Scripture is a production of the Ephesus School Network. Join me next week as I begin my exploration of Romans chapter 2.